This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ballpark Beef Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is our first podcast. Um, today, we're going to go over pretty much everything about ourselves, um, our favorite teams, current favorite players. We're going to do some hot takes about the trade deadline, which is coming up next week. Um, and then we're going to do some predictions for the rest of the season. And yeah, so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Jonathan. I will be uh, pretty much hosting this thing because uh, the other guys just wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so whoever's next. Thick. What's up, baseball fans? It's your boy Jimmy here. And hello, baseball. Uh, my name is Nicholas, and I will be here for this episode. All right, awesome. Uh, so yeah, we got Nick and Jimmy here with me. Um, we are we make up the Ballpark Beef podcast. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, let's do a little background on our baseball knowledge and what we know about baseball if we play baseball, uh, stuff like that. So Jimmy, um, you can take over for now. Yes, sir. Uh, I played baseball for 10 years, mostly pitched in middle infield. Um, played a little bit of uh, you know left field, corner infield on the occasion. Uh, essentially, I'm a two-way utility asset to the teams that I play on. Um, grew up pitching to my boy Jonathan, and grew up smoking dingers off my boy Nick. So excited to be here, man. Nicholas, hello. This is Nick. Um, I've been playing baseball since I was a kid. Um, I grew up playing with Jimmy and Jonathan, but unfortunately, we were not on the same team. Um, I stopped playing around high school, and I am. Mainly a well, I was mainly a pitcher, and I liked playing the outfield um, for the teams that I played on. And uh, yeah, All right. So now I guess it's my turn. Um, so my name, I'm Jonathan, of course. Um, so yeah, I played catcher my whole life. Um, unfortunately, my knees are completely broken at this point. Um, I played with Jimmy. Um, pretty much throughout my whole life, that was the pitcher catcher duo right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, baseball was life, baseball is still life. Um, so that's kind of why we're doing this podcast because our, our, uh, group chat be getting beefy sometimes. Uh, that's also how we came up with the name ballpark beef because we always got beef over something, um, that has to do with baseball. So we thought, why not put our, you know, our takes out there in the world and see, uh, see what happens. Um, all right. So let's, um, let's go into our favorite teams now. Um, Jim. Yeah, uh, so I've been a Mets fan ever since I can remember. Um, the furthest back that I can remember is 2006. Uh, still really hurting from the NLCS when uh, Nick's cards and, and Adam Wainwright struck out Carlos Beltran in the NLCS, man. That, was, that really hit hard, and, and that shit hurt, man. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, my favorite team is the St. Louis Cardinals, as Jimmy said. Um, I've been a fan for them for about 
13 years. I grew up uh, playing on the uh, Cardinals in the little league I was in. And uh, my favorite player is Albert Pujols. And once I saw he was on them, uh, I just became a fan and I've liked them ever since. And of course, I am the uh, resident Yankee fan. Um, favorite player is Derek Jeter. Always will be Derek Jeter. Um, and I'm still waiting on our 28th World Series. Um, the, these guys always cloud me because I say we have 27, but I was you know, only alive for really one. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. I think we'll do it this year, but we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I didn't get to my favorite player. Uh, my favorite no, player is... Yeah, go ahead. My favorite player is definitely Jacob deGrom, man. It's been tough seeing him out the last year and a half. Um, really hoping for a, a strong comeback on the second half of the season. Really need him to guide our team to to the promised land. You know, we're we're trying to win a World Series here. What him and Max Scherzer could do at the top of rotation is just disgusting. So, really looking forward to Jacob Degrom coming back. Um, and yeah, awesome, you, uh, awesome. We all love Degrom. We all love Degrom. You shocked me there, Jimmy. What yeah, do you, you think I was shocked say? me? Uh, I thought you uh, your favorite player was David Wright. That's facts. I thought you were going to yeah, say man. David Wright. I picked a current player. David Wright's my all-time, you know, legacy met uh, for life. But as far as uh, current players, man, Jacob DeGrom is my guy. I always, I always kind of saw myself in him, you know, as far as a really lanky, tall guy, uh, kind of just effortlessly throwing the ball. Really wish I could be like him. So, yeah, that's my I mean, guy. All... Let, let's kind of get into uh, our favorite players right now because, um, you know, we're on that topic. Um, I can tell you Nick's right now if you want, um, but I'll let Nick tell you. Um, I mean, we said this, but uh, my favorite player is Albert Pujols. Oh, uh, that <laughs> – okay. <laughs> we said this already. Uh, but, so, yeah, uh, yeah. My, my favorite current player right now is Aaron Judge, who is better than Paul Goldschmidt, but that's, that's a take for a later date. Um, Anyways, let's, let's give the get... fans a little context there before we jump into it. You know, we got, like we said, we have beef in the group chat, right? So we're going back and forth. We're talking about different stats and trying to justify why our, our favorite players are, are better than our uh, our friends' favorite players here, right? So, you know, uh, Aaron Judge definitely has the, the poor average stats. But, you know, as far as um, his expected and exit velocity stats, you know, that guy is just on another level. When you, especially when you compare him to Goldschmidt. Yeah. But that's that's for another time. That could, that's for that, another conversation for another day. That is for another time. That could um, be a, a, whole, a whole day. Yeah, we could probably do a whole show on just Aaron Judge versus Goldschmidt, but that's probably not going to happen because we got to get to other things, more important things. Um, so let's get into some hot takes for the trade deadline. Um, that is coming up next week. And we're one week away, boys. One week yeah, away. Got a lot of week. action going on this week. This is my favorite part of the year because stuff just goes crazy. Um, you know, teams going all out. This is the time you make your playoff push. You get the player you need for that playoff push. Um, so I will let Jimmy start us off. Um, so, Jimmy, your hot takes for the uh, trade deadline. Let's hear it. All right. I got one for each of our teams. Okay. I'll start off with the Cardinals. So there's been a lot of chatter around the league that the Cardinals have the best system as far as offering a trade package to the Washington Nationals for none other than Juan Soto. Juan Soto's name has been rumored on the trade mill lately. He declined a, a 
400 plus million dollar contract over 15 years uh man wants to get paid man wants to play for a winner so you know Soto's been been rumored to the Cardinals they have a lot of good young talent in the minors and and starting on the on the MLB roster as well my hot take is that they don't go after Juan Soto as many people think they will but instead they're going to go for what they need in a starting pitcher mostly the two names that come to mind for me are Frankie Montas of the A's or Luis Castillo of the Reds. I think that's the move that the Cardinals have to make. Um, I personally would agree with you, Jimmy. Um, as I was reading earlier in the day, um, they were saying that the for the Cardinals to get Juan Soto, <clears throat> a package that they could give up probably more than just this, but is uh, Nolan Gorman and Tommy Edmond. And uh, in my opinion, I just think that if we were to give up those two for him plus more, our infield would be very uh, like decreased in defense. Um, as you know, Tommy Edmond is a gold glove almost every year. Uh, he's not the best with the bat, but it's, in my opinion, I would rather have the defense over the bat. Um, we also have uh, in, uh, upcoming uh, young outfielders like um uh Dylan Carlson and um Yepes and they I think they would be better to stay with the Cardinals since we have a couple experienced uh men like Wainwright and Molina and Pujols where they are basically mentors to the young players of the Cardinals. Experienced men and mentors, man. What does that add to their expected batting average? What do you mean expected batting average? I'm just playing with you, man. I know you're not a big fan of the expected stats, so I had to poke a jab. No, I agree with you completely, man. You got a young core right there. I don't think tearing it down or, you know, including maybe two major league talent, you know, players with three from the minors in a package deal to the Nats is a smart move for you guys. I think you need to to go after Luis Castillo and or Frankie Montas, you know, really bolster up that starting rotation and give a run at the, uh, the NL central there. What do you think, John? Um, I mean, look, I, my thing is, and it's the same thing for the Yankees. I, I think with, you know, I'm not saying the Cardinals have an old team, but it's, it's gets older by the year to give up that many core young players for one guy. I mean, yeah, it, it is Juan Soto, but to give up like essentially half an infield for Juan Soto is just not, smart in my opinion um and i feel the same way for the yankees but we'll get into that later um but yeah i just i don't think they should sell out for soto i feel like um for soto it should there should be a few different teams but when i do my predictions i'll uh i'll get into that all right that's my cards take all right um all right so i'll do uh we'll kind of go around the horn then we'll do uh you want to do a mets take now bring it all right, so um, Mets take, I would say, what they need more anything. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious that you guys traded for Dan Vogelbach, just saying. Uh, did you see him running the bases last night or the other night? Was he like eight seconds, second to home? <laughs> yeah, he was, he oh was burning. He was burning down, those, uh, down the third base. That's a big uh, man, and uh, we, we're, we want him here to hit dingers, not really to yeah. run from second to, second to home, so. But so I was initially going to say pitcher, like a pitcher. Um, but I see DeGrom is having another rehab start tonight. So I'm assuming he's close to back. Do you do you have any news on that? 
Uh, I got him in my mind coming back in early August, probably the first week in August. If we give him six days rest, I think you know we're targeting um, you know the first or second of August. Yeah. So I, in my opinion, I feel like it's it it's it would be pointless to get another pitcher because you guys are pretty solid right now at pitching, starting pitching at least. Um, you got Walker, you got um, you got Scherzer, and then De- add Degrom. So that's a pretty good starting three. That's it. Exactly, Bassett. Um, so I think you're good there. Um, but I do think you need some kind of bat help, whether it's a DH or uh, I'm not really sure. I it's hard with the Mets, man. I don't know. What do you want? Yeah, so I, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, we need we need a uh, a righty. DH. Essentially, I'm, I'm looking at three guys right now. I know Josh Bell, Josh Bell, the Nationals, he's a switch hitter, so we yeah. can have him from the right and the left side. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach, I think, is good for, uh, you know, those righty-lefty matchups. Yeah. So, you know, as a lefty hitter, he'd be facing the righties. Um, Josh Bell, I think, is at the top of the list right now, um, just because he's probably the most attainable. The other two I have in mind, I got Trey Mancini, on my radar from the Orioles. They're in a, an interesting position. Don't know if they're going to be deadline sellers or buyers. So they're kind of a fringe team. And then I also got JD Martinez on mine. Um, you know, the Boston Red Sox have been struggling of late. They've been outscored really heavily lately by the, uh, the blue Jays that just came to town and kind of, uh, took them, took them to town, if you will. Yeah. Um, so if they become sellers, JD Martinez is a great pickup for us. Um, I got one of those three coming to New York to DH from the right-hand side of the plate. So, um, all right. Um, Nick, who do you, who do you see uh, the Cardinals kind of targeting? What are you feeling? What do you want? Uh, me personally, I would love for them to get another starting pitcher or two at least. Um, what I've two. noticed within the first half of the year is not our, our starters are not going deep into games. And that is just draining our bullpen. Um, I mean, the best pitcher on our team is Wainwright, and he's 40. So none of our young pitchers have really stepped up. Um, I would like for them to possibly go with uh, Luis Castillo. Don't know if the Reds would make a trade with a division rival, but he is the one guy on my list that I would like to see in a Cardinals uniform. Uh, You know, that's a good point, Nick. You know, it's tough to trade within division. Um, you know, the Cardinals typically don't do business within division. The Mets also the same thing. You know, if we were to send a, a prospect over for Josh Bell, you know, watching him come to town uh, when he reaches the major leagues would be, you know, difficult. You know, same with the Yankees and Mets. So as far as trades go. So, yeah, no, I, I kind of feel you on that one. Um. So let me get into the Yankees now because, you know, that's my team. And I got a bunch of takes for us here. So I have one question for you if you're ready. I'm ready. So uh, I've been looking and they say that two targets that the Yankees are willing to give up are Joey Gallo and and Duhar. So my question to you is, do you think with the season that they are having, are those two players that you would make? like one trade with, or would you have to throw in any more players on your team? I mean, no one's going to take a trade of Gallo and Andohar for anybody. First of all, Gallo's batting less than your weight. Um, Andohar's in AAA right now. So, it, you know, it's 
if we're if we're to get anybody, I don't I don't, I see my thing with Gallo is I feel like he's gonna get they're gonna either DFA him or they're they're gonna keep him because he's a lefty bat. I don't think anyone really is gonna take him in a trade, unless it's like he goes back to the Rangers and they take a flyer on him. I, I just yeah. really don't see Gallo going anywhere because who no one who's gonna want someone hitting you know one fifty um, for a couple years now too. Um, now for the Yanks, um, I really. We really need starting pitching um, with Severino going down. I mean, we don't really need it, but having an extra starting pitcher for the playoffs would be very key. Um, I would love Luis Castillo. Um, we've made trades with the Reds before, um, so, you know, they got some some juices flowing there. So um, we're definitely going to have to give up my favorite, some of my favorite prospects probably. Um now this whole Soto the Yankees thing, if they make that trade, they're they're just silly. Um, we half our team's over thirty, so it's I I think it's dumb. You have to pay Judge too. Um, I mean, yeah, who do you want over? You would rather Soto over Judge, right? Anyone in their right mind? Uh, pretty. Uh, I'll interrupt you there. It's a pretty good insurance policy if Judge decides to walk, though. Yeah, no, that's fair. If you have Soto, yeah, but I mean. I, I can't see them letting Judge walk. That would be insane. I agree um, with you. But, yeah, so for Yankees, I'd, I'd really be interested in, in Luis Castillo and um, probably Ben Attendee. I think Ben Attendee would do great in New York. Left-hand bat, you know our offense is 290. Anyone could hit home run there. Um, Little league field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would love Ben Attendee and Castillo. Like If we can get both of those, I feel like we just – surpassed the Astros, my opinion. Um, even though the Astros are pretty much right on us. Uh, but yeah, that's now, my takes. Uh, do you? How do you feel about your bullpen, though? Since Chapman is coming off an injury, uh, King is now injured, do you think you might have to target the bullpen as well? Um, yeah, I, I definitely think they'll pick up somebody. Like, somebody, nothing crazy. Like, I, I, they'll pick up somebody. Um, you know, send some low low prospects. Um, Just to have like another arm, so your stars can yeah in. yeah. I don't I don't see them going after anyone crazy. Um, I know uh, David Robertson is uh, back on the list. Yeah, and take on him. David Robertson, that's a that's a bad man. Well, when he <laughs> back in stud. the day, that's a stud. Yeah, back in the day, he was a bad man. Um, that's a stud right there. I got but, one thing though. I got yeah. one thing though. There's a good chance, and you know we'll have to see because this isn't typically done with catchers. But there's a good chance that the Cubs package uh, Mr. Wilson Contreras and David Robertson and send them over to New York. But I on the uh, on the flushing side of New York and not in Queens, so you know that I, that kind of a package would definitely cost a pretty high level prospect on our side. You know, someone along the lines of um, I don't know, maybe Ronnie. No, Francisco Alvarez, bro. I, but no, like, not, no, no, we not wouldn't send Alvarez high. for that. You don't probably think so? Ronnie, probably Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie Mauricio. Ronnie. Yes, Beatty, maybe. I don't know, Mauricio, and maybe like Khalil Lee. Those kind of names jump out to me. I think Khalil Lee is going to be moved. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's been up before, right? He just never really produced much. Yeah, he strikes out a ton at the major league level, right? You know, early on in his career. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys have any other trade takes for right now? My question for both of you is: Do you see Juan Soto as a National in one week or on a different team? And if he's going to be on a team, what? Yeah. 
Uh, I think he's gonna be on a different team. I don't. I I feel like the Nationals can get a King's ransom for him, like a generational King's ransom. Um, now like landing spots for Soto, I like I like San Diego. San Diego would be a really good spot for him. Um, maybe even the Rangers. Rangers can be also a good spot for him. But you know, I, I Seattle. Seattle, yeah, that's a possibility. I just I don't see them holding on to him because they can get the amount of prospects and good prospects they're going to get for him is going to be insane. Yeah, all I know is he's going to be the talk of the town for the next week. Yeah, that's all you're going to hear on MLB Network. Yeah, anyway, guys, but there's. Do you guys think uh, him, the Nationals, not flying him out to the Derby was a sign? No, I I think that's the, I think they're just. They did that because he declined the contract to be petty. He has the money for it. <laughs> he has the yeah, money. He just made another for. million from the Derby. Yeah, exactly. Like, he could have flown himself out. I don't know. Um, anything else on the trade deadline? Because it is next week, so we're not going to get an episode out before uh, the deadline. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I want to recap all the trades that go on in the next week. Um, you know, really looking forward to all three of our teams. You know, we're in, we're in a lucky situation where the three teams we were root for are in the playoff hunt. We're all going to mm-hmm. be buyers at the deadline. I think that's pretty well established. So it's going to be nice to go over the trades that our teams do make and, uh, and uh, check out some of the other trades around the league because, you know, people like the Dodgers, the Astros, and, uh, you know, teams like that, they're adding as well. So, you know. If we want to fight with the big fish, you got to pull in some bigger fish. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of the Astros, man. <laughs> I'm tired of the Astros. <laughs> Dodgers, I feel like they just mind their own business until they're in the playoffs. Yeah, then they do you dirty. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so if we're good on the trade deadline talks, uh, let's let's kind of go into our predictions for the rest of the season um, in regards to our, our teams. Um, so, Nick, what are you feeling about the cards? I mean, do you win the division? You know, make it in the playoffs. You know, stuff like that. Go into detail. Um. Well, with the Cardinals right now, they are two games out of first place in their division. Um. In the previous years, we have not really been successful against the Milwaukee Brewers when it comes to a season uh, series. Um. Me personally, I do not think that we are going to pull out the division. I think we will finish second. And. With the way that Atlanta and San Diego are playing, we might have a chance at the uh, third spot in the wild card. So my prediction is we are the sixth seed going into the playoffs. Jim? I want to know where the cards are going once they get into the playoffs. Give us the full prediction, man. Well, I mean, me personally, it all depends on who we're going to play. Um, I think... So in the beginning of the year, we have beaten the Padres. Um, so I'm pretty, I feel pretty confident about that one. Um, Padres also haven't really been in the playoffs recently, so they could have some nerves possibly. Um, so if we play the Padres, I could see us winning that series and then probably losing the next one. Um, if we play Atlanta from the past, we have beaten them in the playoffs, but this year they uh, have gotten hot quick. so. That will be a good series, but I do not see us winning that series. Okay. Okay. So uh, cards make playoffs, but exit early. That's essentially your... uh... Correct. All right. All right. Jimmy, uh, 
What are you feeling about the Mets? I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this one. <laughs> I got I got a hot take. So I got the Mets winning 96 games. I think we're on pace for 99. I'm going to take the slight under on that one. So we got 96 wins. We're going to take the NL East crown, and we're going to go all the way to the World Series and defeat the Houston Astros in six games. And that's right. You heard it here. The Astros will also beat the Yankees in the ALCS because the best team in New York has to win. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, Let's bring man. the title back to Queens in this guy thinks, 86. This guy thinks the Mets have a breeze to the World Series, huh? We're going all the way, baby. You watch. The Padres ain't stopping you? The Braves ain't stopping you? Nope. <laughs> the Braves are going to be a wild card team. Probably beat the Cards and then lose to us. And then, uh, yeah, I think the Padres are also going to lose. Dodgers? And that's the only formidable foe that we're, we're facing. But, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't see us losing, man. I don't see it happening. No, that's fair. It's, it's, team. A, it's our year, man. It's time. <clears throat> all right. So let me get into my Yankees uh, breakdown here because I know you guys are all waiting for it. Um, so I got the Yankees taking the AL East, and I'm pretty sure everyone does at this point. Uh, They've won it basically today. Yeah, um, I think we went over 100 games. Um, I think we make the ALCS against the Astros, and I finally think we beat the Astros in the playoffs. Finally. All right. I think we will actually beat the Astros in the playoffs. Without the but garbage cans. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's not talk about that because that, that'll just get me <laughs> heated. Um, but yeah, I think we finally beat it, and then we make it to the World Series. Against either the Mets or Dodgers. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to see a Mets-Yankees World Series? Wow. Wow. You're picking the Mets with a chance against the Dodgers. Who wouldn't want to see that? That's unlike you. Wow. You're in rare form for episode number one. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm watching, you know, this game right now. I got it on. Of course I do. I would love to see this matchup in in the World Series for seven games or however long it lasts. For those that don't know, we're recording during the first game of the Subway Series. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah know we're going to be tuning in after this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I have the Yankees beating the Astros, making the World Series. I mean, they kind of have to at this point with the kind of, you know, season they're having. Um, and I think if we don't, it's a failure. I mean, every year for a Yankee fan, if they don't, it's a failure. Um, all right. So we're kind of going to wrap things up now. Um, you guys have any thoughts, you know, anything you want to talk about before we, uh, kind of wrap this up? Nick, you first. Uh, well, this was a great first episode. Um, this is more of one of the calm ones that we are going to have. <laughs> we always have beef with something. Um, so be prepared for some arguments between me, Jonathan and Jimmy about each of our teams and the players on their team. Yeah, it gets intense. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we're taking it easy on the first episode. No, nah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to the next week of uh, trade deadline news. Going to be watching closely. Going to be hoping my my Mets really improve their roster uh, and make a run at this thing. So I know you guys think the same, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an exciting podcast. Um, it's not always going to be this kind of, you know, toned down us. Um, there'll be times where we're talking over each other, getting loud. Um, but right now, you know, we're just calm and easy. 
because we want our to get best this. behavior. Yeah, best behavior for the first episode. Um, kind of feeling things out. It's our my first time doing anything like this, so if I stumbled up somewhere, I apologize. You know, just got to get used to it. Um, and I, I'm sure that's the same for all of us here. Um, but yeah, this is it's going to be an awesome podcast. Um, so yeah, um, I appreciate you guys listening. If you did listen this far, um, we will reward you next week because we get to talk about all the trades that got, went down. And I'm sure we can get a full episode out of that. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I, that's pretty much all I got to say. You guys got anything else? That's it, man. See you next week. That's it. Have a great one. All right, everybody. That is Ballpark Beef, and we are signing out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.